All right. Welcome to the Dad the Best I Can show. Today, we are lucky to be joined by Dr. John Duffy. Dr. John Duffy is a psychologist in the Chicago area. He is the author of the new best-selling book, Parenting the New Teen in the Age of Anxiety. And of course, he is a dad. How's it going today, John? Uh, it's going very well, relatively speaking. Rob, how are you? Yes, I'm doing well. I was. Uh, I thought of who can I talk to. We're recording this tonight, Monday, March 16th at 9 p.m. Uh, John was lucky, uh, graceful enough to join us on the show to talk about what everybody is talking about: the coronavirus, COVID-19. Everything is happening so fast, and we really don't know what's going on. And I'm sure you're seeing it a lot in your office. A lot of anxiety. Oh, like you wouldn't believe, Rob, like I've never seen before. I mean, I've been practicing for almost 25 years through 9-11, through other um, viral issues, um, and I've really honestly never seen a crisis like this before. I've never seen the reaction that I'm seeing from my clients before, and that this ominous feeling, uh, especially here this Monday, you know, that um, uh, as, as a, a boy put it in my office earlier this evening, this feels like the first scene in the horror movie, you know, mm -hmm. like things are going to about to get awful, but I, I can't get a beat on how awful it is, how anxious I should be, how fearful I should be, or whether I should be calm. Yeah. It's that uncertainty is really the worst part. It's I'm sure, I'm sure bad news will actually be worse, but right now not knowing is, is terrifying. I think that's, I think that's exactly right. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, so let's get to it. I had a bunch of people submit some questions that uh, I'd love to hear your answers to. We had uh, Allison Hare. She started off. She's the host of the Left of Center podcast. She wrote, how do you not lose your shit on your kids while you are trying to work and be a good parent? We're all homeschooling <laughs> right now, so I, I'm sure you could speak, yes. uh, speak to this. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a great question, Allison. And um, you know, this is, and I think it's going to get harder, not easier as time goes on. I think we're looking at, at the very least at, at weeks of this. So um, it's, it's a, a very relevant question. And I think the key is to protect some time for yourself. Um, so I think some of the parents I'm working with now um, feel just overwhelmed and like they're drowning in their kids and their work, um, despite the fact that, you know, they're at home. And um, this uh, does not feel like any kind of vacation from anything for them, but actually a burden and a, and a bigger workload. And what I'm encouraging them to do is to protect some time for themselves, away from the kids, away from the family, um, in, in a different area of the house, and download the Calm app or the Headspace app, do some meditation, listen to some music, do some yoga, do some exercise, um, but get out of that kind of... Um, crisis thinking that I need to be kind of with the family every second, every waking moment um, and protect some time for yourself. And, I, and then you'll have some juice, some, some uh, goodwill and positive energy to bring to the family as opposed to just feeling tapped out like so many parents already do um, with their families. So we want to get you out of that space and into a space where you do some self-care every day so that you can feel energized 
um, a little bit to some extent and invigorated enough that you have the energy to parent effectively without losing your shit, which is a very reasonable, <laughs> very reasonable phrase in the, in the circumstances. Yeah, it's uncharted territory for everybody. And I mean, this parenting is hard enough as it is. And we're obviously very protective of our kids. So I do think, like you said, even carving out seven minutes, three times a day to go take a walk by yourself or do something really refills the tank and is a must these days. Absolutely. I'll say that what I've been doing and a couple of other parents I'm working with are doing is just taking a jog through. If you're, if you're in a, um, in a an area that is not highly densely populated being out and about and, you know, uh, jogging or walking is a great way, you know, outside is, uh, is not against the rules. <laughs> and mm -hmm. So, um, I encourage that. All right. Next question from Carolina. Carolina asks, how do you manage your anxiety and keep older kids like about age 10 and up calm? Yeah. Um, it's difficult. I think uh, one thing we tend to do at times like this, totally understandable, is we um, end up staring at phones, at CNN, MSNBC, Fox, and uh, inundating ourselves with information. And it's important to be well-informed, but if you're like most of us, um, we are overplaying that and um, are probably um, uh, stressing ourselves beyond reason. Um, and I'm working with a lot of people who are um, in very much a crisis mode, which is also understandable. But at some point, we do have to find a new temporary normal for ourselves so that we can be calm. Um, so uh, if you can kind of think that way and start to structure your days so that you feel like, OK, it's going to be like this for a while. This is not, we're not going to be in crisis mode all day long. We're not going to survive that very well with cortisol flowing through our systems with such vigor. <laughs> so we're going to approach our days with some sense of calm and some sense of structure. That way I, mom or dad will be able to breathe. And if I can breathe, then I can kind of uh, bring that to my parenting and, um, and, and also point to even maybe some familial upside to a situation that has seemingly nothing but downside in that we are going to be able to spend some time together. We might be able to get some things done around the house that we would normally not be able to do. We might be able to create an in-joke or two, play a board game or two, um, so that this isn't just bad news. Mm -hmm. How about talking to your kids about it? Uh, we have younger kids here, seven, five, and two, so they're a little yeah. easier to talk about, but I'm imagining 10, 13 year olds, you know, that are consuming this. How would you talk yep. to them to, you know, quell their anxiety while also keep them informed? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so first you want to ask them what they know, because by the time um, kids get to even 10, 11, 12, they know, they know an awful lot of what's going on. They have access um, um, on whatever screen is, is before them or, through friends or, or other siblings. So um, don't assume your kids don't know. Uh, ask them what they know. Ask them what they think and how they feel. Let them uh, talk about their fears and their anxieties. Um, and do not, I really encourage parents on this point, do not dismiss them or minimize their fears because your kids know to be anxious and fearful. And if you um, minimize the fear or the situation, 
they'll, that will actually spike their anxiety. It will not bring it down. Um, so the first thing you want to do is acknowledge what they're feeling. Um, and then you want to bring reason to it. Like, you know, okay, so we want to look at this as a family more as a situation than a crisis. So what can we do? And kids like action steps. So if the action step is we're going to hold up, we're going to stay home, um, and, you know, we're going to make sure that we kind of create that social distancing. That's going to be uh, part of what we do um, as a family. Or we're going to, when we go to the grocery store, we're going to pick some stuff up for the neighbors. Um, but to have some action plan as a family for what we're going to do to help mitigate the situation, kids do well with that, too. Um, at the very least, you want to make sure you're available to all your kids to talk about any of this stuff anytime including your kids who seem fine or are quiet about this. Don't assume that because they're not talking about it, that it's not on their mind. I don't know the kid who is not thinking about this virtually every waking moment right now. So um, make sure you at the very least make yourself available to your kids, even if they're not overtly talking to you. Let them know that they, that they absolutely can at any time. Yeah, it's very, very helpful just to listen and not take for granted that just because they're quiet, and not talking about it, they're not thinking about it. Yep. Uh, yep Julie asked, she said, I'm friends with a lot of parents of teenagers. And, you know, with the social distancing going on, teenagers are always pushing back and wondering why they can't hang out with their friends. How can parents of teenagers, you know, hold strong and, and the ones that don't really feel strong enough to tell their kids no? Yes. Um, okay. So uh, one thing to keep in mind is a, a lot of parents, you know, are, I find them like negotiating with their kids about, you know, the, the social distancing. Can I get together with a couple of friends? Can I get together, you know, um, just go out for a quick bite of ice cream. And um, once I think you find yourself in a negotiation, you've already lost. And um, a lot of experts are telling me, no, this isn't, this isn't an area where we want to negotiate, but we also don't want our kids thinking this is forever. So the idea of getting physically together with friends for now is off limits. And, um, and with our teenagers, we can just explain um, without negotiating that this social distancing, which in the margins is not a phrase I love a whole lot, Rob. Um, I like the idea of physical distancing, but socially connecting, mm -hmm. <laughs> but but that might be a discussion for another, another podcast. But, um, but I think it's important also to let your kids be in touch with their friends. So whether it's a phone call or FaceTime or some time on Snapchat or Instagram, um, some time to connect with their friends every day is important. Uh, a lot of the kids I'm working with are teenagers, and there is this fear that other kids are getting together or uh, I'm missing out on something and one way to help mitigate that, because that's a reasonable thing for kids to feel, is to give them some access to social media, or if, you're, if your child is a gamer, to let them play you know, games with their friends um, virtually for some time um, during the day, not hours and hours, but, but a couple hours on the long end, will allow them some time to connect so that they don't feel wholly disconnected with their friends because that's not reasonable, especially as time goes on here, they're gonna get more and more antsy and, and eager to be in touch with their friends. But to be physically with them right now 
from my understanding of what's recommended here is, um, is non-negotiable. And that's been the discussion in my office for the last several days. And kids understand, you know, they don't, they're not thrilled about it. They're not excited about it, but they understand. And, um, and I don't think this is, a, I think it's important not to negotiate on this point. Because mm-hmm. once you're in that space, it's very difficult to back out of it. Yeah, well, that helps to hear. A couple more. I know you have to go. You've got clients waiting. Uh, Stephen yeah. Nolman from nolmanlaw.com. He's actually a family attorney, family law attorney. He says, a lot of my clients are freaking out, uh, especially parents that you're seeing. Some are of the alarmist type, and then some kind of think that there's a lot of fear mongering going on. How can parents and spouses specifically you know, connect with each other? This is a whole new dilemma for parents that have probably never been around each other this much, especially if they're going through some conflict, how can they come together in a time like this when they might not always agree on what's going on in the world? I'm so glad you asked this one. Thank you, Stephen. Um, So a lot of parents I'm working with um, disagree about how to approach this with their kids, you know, like some feel like, okay, we need to make sure they know that we're in a crisis situation. Some say, want to protect their kids as best they can. The, the first thing I think it's important for parents to do is to approach this like so many things in parenting. And it's difficult to do as a united front, you know, um, to, to co-parent and have that discussion before you're sitting down with your kids and kind of disagreeing in real time about your parenting approach in front of them. This is, uh, this leaves kids kind of unmoored and unglued unnecessarily. But if you can talk about like, how are we gonna approach this with the kids together? And what, what tone do we wanna set? What vibe do we wanna set? And if I can just throw a note in on this, Rob, the vibe you want is something below crisis, um, and above, you know, like I couldn't care less, you know, where mm-hmm. um, your kids are going to have some degree of anxiety. You're going to have some degree of anxiety. I think it's okay to share that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, again, once we're in crisis thinking, I don't think we're thinking very clearly. We're not making very good decisions and we're not modeling a very good approach to the situation for our kids because we want to think about like they're going to follow our lead. So we want to present the united front and something that consolidates, you know, the calm, the calm but heightened approach that we want to bring to the situation. Yeah, that's really good. There is some nuance to it. It's not doesn't have to be as polarized as to the world is ending or this is not a big deal. You can find some middle ground. Um, and I think it's important to talk about that, right? Yeah. I mean, in general, though, you're seeing a lot of parents stuck at home for work and around each other. I'm sure uh, conflicts are going to arise. How Any tips on how parents or spouses can can get along with this. I'm sure you're getting outside and taking some alone time is a, a valuable tip. Absolutely. Yes, I, I think it, it's really important. Um, I think marriages are going to be strained um, because they're, because they're, we're not protecting a whole lot of time. And I think um, in these first few days of the kind of lockdown quarantine vibe, um, it's, uh, it's okay to kind of get acclimated, but very quickly, it's important to spend some time on your relationship. So to spend some time um, at night alone, to spend some time just taking that walk, to spend, you know, um, to have a meal together while the kids are doing something else in some other part of the house where you can just, you know, normalize your relationship as well. Um, That 
will help the kids feel better too. But it's also important like to, to fuel that relationship because, um, because I think we're in for a reasonably long haul here and none of our marriages have ever been through anything like this before, just like none of our parenting has. So Mm -hmm. um, we need to attend to them, no doubt about it. And I I think protecting some space and time for them every single day is going to prove very important. Very good, John. I know you got to run. Tell people where they can find more about what you're doing. Yeah, uh, drjohnduffy.com. You can find my book, Parenting the New Teen in the Age of Anxiety, on Amazon. All right, John. Uh, Hopefully, we'll talk to you again soon. I really appreciate you hopping on the Dad the Best I Can podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Rob.